0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Man, it's a good day. Telling you, regardless of what you're facing today, you can overcome. You can overcome. That's what we're talking about today. Overcoming with Christ. Overcoming with Christ. Man, thank you so much, Lord, for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the life in us because of what was done on the cross of Jesus. Thank you that we don't have to look and say, "Mm, maybe God's going to do it, maybe he's going to come through, maybe he'll be faithful. We know the record of your faithfulness is sure. And so today as we look into your word, I thank you that, God, we have every confidence that it will do. What it says, because it is you who does it. It's your spirit, God. It's the very words of heaven spoken into our lives, God. So we thank you for it today. And we take a minute even now, Father, in prayer over Pastor George as he's walking through this battle. We walk with him. We hold his arms up. We love on him. We speak your word over him. We declare healing and strength to his body right now and just declare that every treatment is not just for the sake of doing treatment, but it's to bring healing to his body. We speak right now. Stretch your hands to Pastor Suzanne. We speak over Pastor Suzanne's strength to her right now as she has been a faithful wife caring for her husband. with him, loving on him, serving him in so many ways in these last four years. I thank you. Strength comes to her right now, God. As the word says, the refreshing wind of the Holy Spirit comes to her, Lord, and she receives life that some people look and say, Man, I don't even understand how that's happening, because she receives strength from the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And so, again, we speak blessing over their family and strength to them right now. And again, thank you for this day. If you get into your word in Jesus' name, everybody said, yeah. Amen. Amen. Man, amen. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to get in this word today and have a good time. Saints, overcoming with Christ. So we've been on this overcoming thing, if you haven't noticed. Pastor kind of started it off, and then Pastor Ron got a little bit. I got a little bit, and then Pastor Ron got a little bit more. And I'm about to get a little bit more on that subject, too, because it is so important for us to understand that we are called to overcome Not just like hype, like it's a football game or whatever, and that's fun and all when you win. I know that. Isn't it fun when you win? May the Lord help the Gator Nation right now. (laughs) Jesus is here. (laughs) It's tough, man, when you take a loss because you want to win, man. I want to win, okay? But sometimes you got to take an L. But you, but you stand in character, and one of the great things we get to do in our walk of faith is realize that regardless of what we see in the natural, we are called to be overcomers. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. Here we are today in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. Let's take a read. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. That's been one of my favorite passages of Scripture of all time. It's so incredible. Let me give you this kind of overarching statement for today. Jesus sympathizes with our struggles because he took on human form to atone for our sins, and paved the way for us to walk in victory in this life and in the life to come. He took on human form, stepped out of heaven into this world, and was limited by the space and the time and the issues that we deal with so that he could forever provide us a sacrifice for our sins once for all. Amen? Amen? And then not only that, but then give us the ability and the strength and the encouragement for us to be able to walk in a life of victory. Now... And in the end, I mean, just let that sit there for a second with you and marinate for just a second. It's not just a thing of us saying, man, you know, maybe if you tie that knot at the end of the rope or if you could just barely get by, you might get a little bit more strength to maybe crawl across the finish line. No, no. And I'm not talking about easy, you know, prosperity gospel Christianity. I'm talking standing with Christ that you are gonna face some stuff. You're gonna face some battles. But we have a confidence, which is not that we're going to have everything go perfect in the natural, but that we have a Lord and Savior who has already overcome it all. Come on. And I can lock in with Jesus and be like, I'm with him. I'm with him. I I love what Alistair Begg said one time. He said, when you stand before the Lord, it's not going to be because you said, well, I had all my perfect theology and doctrine right. You should. I'm going to disclaimer. You should get your doctrine and theology right. It's not because of that it's not because i knew all my church history it's not because i served so big it's not because i utilized all these gifts and these talents he said you want to be like the guy who shows up and says the guy on the middle cross said i could come i I only got it all figured out but the dude on the middle cross he said if i would have my faith in him then i could come so i'm here you know that person who shows up at the party like like the person who's got like no money shows up with all the rich folks because they got invited with a friend like, what do y'all do now? Like, what's this fork for? <laughs> what, y- what y'all do here? Is that the car? We are going to ride in that car? Oh, car? I'm with him. Be like that with Jesus, because that's what we're, that's because I'm with him and what he's done for me already. Part of that, bless you. Part of that, part of that is a very specific today, this thing of Jesus being our great high priest. As we're going to marinate and, and, and camp out for a little while today. And I'm going to reference my man, Pastor Hector, who did a master class the last Wednesday service we had. Um, I just love the way my man puts words together and is able to articulate things. And he brought you to Exodus chapter 19, verses 3 through 6. I'm just going to hit verse 3 and 6 to remind us um, of what was said there. While Moses went up to God, the Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus, you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel, Let me skip down to verse six, that you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So the Lord establishes the priesthood in order to have access, deal with the people's sin. But then he says, you know what? Let me remind them that you'll be a kingdom of priests to me, meaning I want you all to walk in this. I don't want to just have this select few be holy and the rest of y'all are going to be down here in the dirt always. No, no, no. It's for us all to walk in this in order that what we would be overcomers with Christ. Okay? So uh, let me put up that tabernacle image here. So in the priesthood, right, you had all of the different uh, areas that were there um, and all of the different elements of the, uh, the tabernacle. But if you look there, just beyond that curtain, you see how it's got that cutaway just so you can see the picture. That's the holiest of all, the holy of holies. So the high priest would go once a year and offer a sacrifice there. So these sacrifices are being offered, but there's a sacrifice offered once a year for the high priest's sin and all the sins of the people, right? So we have this here in this passage. It says that Jesus is our great high priest because he deals with it once and for all. Come on now, right? So this out of this history, it says that he's beyond any priest that's ever been because he takes care of the business once and for all let's look at this a little bit further here so again in the priesthood the priest made intercession like i said for the people by offering sacrifices but again the high priest that one was selected that he would offer once a year a sacrifice for the sins of the people again and then in this passage let's let's go a little deeper here jesus is referred to as our what our great high priest didn't just say he was high priest for us says he was our great high priest Now let's go a little bit into the Greek here. Remember, we talked about this before. We got to go Greek in the New Testament, Hebrew in the Old Testament. So we're going to go, the word great here, go into this Greek, it's megas, megas. Now that's great, predicated of rank, splendid. Here's what I want you to get here, prepared on a grand scale. So when the word is said here that Jesus is our great high priest, he's a high priest prepared on a grand scale. So people who have been talking about, you know, how many many sports fans out there, pretty much everybody, except maybe a couple of you. They always want to have the GOAT conversation, right? The G-O-A-T, greatest of all time, right? Okay, I know we have our differences, basketball in particular. There's the battle of whether it's Kobe, whether it's Mike, or whether it's LeBron. We already know it's Mike, but those of y'all who want to keep talking, it's fine. (laughs) You can argue with me later about it. It's fine. But Jesus truly is the goat. As that great high priest. Greatest of all time. There was no comparison because he just, let me go ahead and wrap this thing up once and for all and fulfill all righteousness. So again, Jesus is a high priest that exceeds any other high priest. Why? His sacrifice is offered once for all. He was God and man, so he was able to live sinless and yet sympathize with us. Because as the scripture says, he was tempted in all points as we are. We're going to get more into that in just a minute. And he helps us to live victoriously. Helps us to live victoriously. So next point, as our high priest, Jesus has overcome so we can overcome turn to somebody and says, you can overcome. Tell them, find somebody, because Jesus has overcome. That's not hype, that's Bible. You can overcome, whatever it is, I don't care. So look at them, say, don't quit. Tell somebody else or the same person, don't quit. Don't quit. Okay? Because in quitting, you're disobeying God. Because what he said was, don't quit saying this and overcome with Jesus. And so when I quit, I'm like, nah, God's grace wasn't quite sufficient. Hello? That's what quitting says. It says God's grace wasn't quite enough, so we had to go ahead and throw in that towel and wrap it up. Mm-mm, nope, nope. Here's the little meme, that little gif of the cat shaking his head. That's what I'll insert right there. Nope. God's grace was more than enough and sufficient, as Scripture says. Sufficient. Come on. More than enough for us. It's a matter of whether we wanted to receive it. I'll take a break here. I'm going to do a public service announcement for all the, all the men in the house who want to get involved. You guys could put up the All Pro Dad slide here. We have had an amazing couple of ministry weeks on Thursdays. Um, pop, props to, to Pastor Franco, this brother gets, I don't understand how he does it. He gets in anywhere. So I'm pretty much just going to follow him. Like, if I need to get in somewhere, he gets in. I'm like, how did you get in there? I was like, he's like, yeah, man, we had this other opportunity. I was like, how did you get in there? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the time when Governor DeSantis was here, and we were at this, uh, at this event for the firefighters. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here, we're all the staffs in the back, and we're all supporting, and we're listening to the speakers and other stuff. At the end, who do I see walking back down? Franco and Mary Lou. <laughs> I said, were you on the governor's row? He's like, right behind. He said, I just kept walking like I belonged there. <laughs> My man just walked up right behind the governor, chilling. <laughs> but but uh, all, all jokes aside, we've had great favor in getting into a couple of our public schools. So every month, month on the second week, we'll be at Terwilliger. And the third uh, week, we will be at um, Oakview right that correct so we'll be there and between these two weeks we saw about 200 dads and kids on the first one and i think about 180 190 on the second one in school public school sharing this very message with them man because jesus overcomes you can overcome won't you come and receive what he has for you it's a beautiful opportunity so definitely See him, he's right there, second row. Wave at him. His lovely wife is there as well. You guys get, get connected with Pastor Franco and get involved with All Pro Dads. We love it. If you're even there just to stand and pray and then just shake hands with dads, man, you're just loving on them. That's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity, all right? So that's a, that's a PSA there for you. That's a continual outreach we'll have in the house. So we are called to overcome. How do we do it, all right? I got three practical, uh, like I usually do. I have three practical statements here for us how do we overcome with christ first one jesus came to become our great high priest to deal with sin once and for all okay this is a foundational a floor level thing that we all have to get so then there's no variance if i have any issues in my life there's no variance of me feeling ah now i'm out now i'm in now i'm out now i'm in no he dealt with sin once and for all verse 14 says this since then we have a high a great high priest a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Hold fast our confession that Jesus is Lord, there is no other, he's taken care of my sin. Any lie of hell or the world or my own mind that would make me think I'm on the outside now because I made a mistake, because I have a struggle, because I have a challenge, because I don't have what he has or she has, is set to rest because once and for all, He's dealt with sin in order that we could come and enter in and receive eternal life. Once and for all, dealt with completely. So again, Jesus is our great high priest because he doesn't have to go over and over and offer, nor do we have to look to anyone else or ourselves to offer over and over. We now have a solidified place as what, like John 1.12 says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, born of the Spirit. So if you are a child of God because of the work that Jesus was done, don't defame his work by acting like you're not actually a child of God. Either by the way you believe and think about yourself or by the way that you live and act. Okay? Stop dropping the blood to this low-level thing. Stop dropping Jesus in, in. oh, it's kind of like all the other religions, you know, we're just hoping ours is right. Come again? What? What? No, 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 no. Stands, stands outside of all these other false gods. I know it's a rough deal for some people right now to just simple, simply say the truth, but we are called as the people of God to say the truth and to say it in love. Amen? Yeah. Amen? He is it. Everything else is a false god. I know you got that sweet friend who believes X, Y, and Z and whatever other faith and whatever religion. They might be super nice, but that ain't the bar might be doing well just built a house got nice cars treat you real nice buy you lunch at work that's not the bar the bar is jesus dealt with it once for all okay so i encourage you in this day and age don't be ashamed of the gospel as it tells us in romans 1 and saying that no i i know i have a confidence that's not of me but of him and what he's already accomplished and his saving work and therefore off that foundation Off that foundation, we then know that we can stand and declare that we have victory. So second one, Jesus came to become our great high priest to help us to live in victory over sin. I know I ain't going to get a lot of amens on that. Right? Because we get weighed down sometimes. We have struggles. We have challenges. We have sins that we might have habitually in our lives, things that are, are a real struggle, a temptation. Uh, I don't know, victory. Maybe. Or do we actually have victory? And it's that we haven't chosen to walk in the fullness of it. That we haven't chosen, like scripture says, there will always be a temptation that comes. It's all common to man, but with it, the Lord provides a way of escape. Could it be that you haven't taken the way of escape? Could it be that when the flashing light was there and the Holy Spirit was like, uh, eh, uh, uh, danger, danger, that you were like, nah, I'm good? Man, the Lord was like, I put a roadblock back here six miles ago, bro. What are you talking about? Oh, God, you know what? It, it happened. No, you didn't choose to, to say when the flags were up from the Holy Spirit and from the Word to not go. No, I don't, don't, don't feel like I'm saying this with condemnation. I'm preaching to me first. Okay, I'm as dumb as anybody else about it sometimes. Bro, why didn't you stop back here when I told you? The beauty is though, because we have a great high priest offered a sacrifice once and for all. He's here to say, hey, listen, okay, all right. We took an L there, but we haven't lost the entire war. There's one battle, not the whole war. One struggle, not the entire life. Just one trip up here that the enemy put there doesn't mean that you're eternally cast out. But it does mean that you do not have an out to then claim that you have no responsibility to walk in righteousness in the victory that he's called you to walk in. Amen? It doesn't mean that we get to be able to then say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's Holy Spirit will come up sometimes and maybe I'll, sometimes it'll be good, sometimes it'll be bad. I don't, you know, it's fine. He knows Remember in Psalm it says he remembers our frame that we're dust? Right. <laughs> Read the whole scripture, please. Okay? Please please don't 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 as as theologians say, isolate the scripture, meaning pull it out from the other ones and kind of make it say something else. Don't do that. I'm just gonna give you a tip. That's a freebie. Okay? But realize that the fullness of what he wants to do is, is, is what it says in First Thessalonians 4, verse 3. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you continue to grow in Christ and live in victory. What does verse 15 and 16 say? For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who is in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Again, what does it say? In every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So what do we have? In verse 15, he's able to what? Sympathize with our weaknesses. A lot of us don't think about it that we think Jesus was sinless, went to the cross, all that was done, but you don't realize that the scripture tells you that the Lord can sympathize with your weakness. Not excuse, but sympathize with your weakness. So when we come to him and say, Lord, it's a struggle. Do you know what the Lord actually is probably saying to you? I know. And he actually does. I know. I know. I understand. Hey, listen. Back when I was in that place of temptation, and the enemy was hitting me up with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, I understand what you're going through. But take heart. Hey, I already overcame. Let's say it again. He says, I already overcame. So you can. I'm going to say it one more time because some of you didn't get it. Some of you guys are kind of like, Waiting. I already overcame, so you can. That relationship, that marriage issue, that friendship that you're like, oh, can this ever be fixed? That lust issue, that alcohol issue, that God, am I ever going to get past this personality issue I have? That causes me to get into problems and situations. You know the fact that this person came against me, and I really, I hate him right now. God, I, I know it's not a Christian word, is it? But you come on, in the quiet place, you're like, no, no, no. If, if I could trip him in the open concrete, I would. <laughs> you right. Just to get out there and be like, oh, she didn't even know what happened. Right? The Lord comes and says, listen, man. Listen, woman. I understand. I understand. I feel you. Before anybody else said that in culture, Jesus said, I feel you. I feel you, bro. I don't excuse you because I have provided my grace and my word and my spirit so you can overcome. But I understand. So guess what? Let's do this together. That's why the reference is there in the scripture, because we have a high priest. Not only was he great enough to deal with it all, but then, like I often say, great and amazing, but good right here in my space. Embracing and walking me through whatever struggle and challenge that is. Why? Because he understands. Let me take you to a few more places in scripture. Just a few practicals here. 1 Corinthians 15, 56. The 57 says, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. I'm just going to read you verse 10 and 11. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. That you may be able to stand. John chapter 16, 33 says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have what? peace in the world you have tribulation but take heart i have overcome the world and remember from a few weeks ago first john 5 4 through 5 for everyone who has been born of god overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that jesus is the son of god so jesus says hey man i understand come with me let's walk by the holy spirit by the word, let's walk this thing out. Let's do this because you are called to overcome with Christ. That's, that's the nail I just want to drive today. Because we get, we get off, we forget sometimes. Overcome with Christ. Some, and again, sometimes you look at something like that, yeah, yeah, I know that. And sometimes the things that we say we know, we don't really know. And sometimes because we don't really do them. How many of y'all own exercise equipment at home? Oh, okay, blew you up, huh? Like I blew myself up. How many of you own exercise equipment at home? How many of you have a gym membership? Okay? Are both of those things used all the time? Unless your name is Kyla Chung, you probably not. Because that boy, my goodness, set for you, seven days a week, kid? Seven days a week at the gym. There's times that we have a family dinner or whatever, and he'll, like, work his way around when he's going to get back out, hit back into the gym. It's his thing, it's his hobby. But, but like the average person like myself, you own some stuff that you sold. You, th- those exercise bikes are not in the yard sales because they got woe out. <laughs> Can we tell the truth, people? <laughs> on that thing, wore it out, had to sell it. Come on, man, tell the truth. That's that. Dust was all up on it. That rust was not because you worked it out so hard. Okay, let's tell the truth and shame the devil, saints. (laughs) It wasn't because you worked it out. It's because you just didn't use it. And that's sometimes the things that are simple, basic truths that we can just pop off in the church that we don't actually then apply and do. We don't apply them and do them. Me me and my man Tom are always talking golf because I love golf. I wish I was better at it. I'm getting there. I love it, though. It's one of those games. I'll play around in golf, and I'm like, that was amazing today. And then I'll play another one. And it's like, oh, God. But I'm coming back because I love the game. But me and Tom will talk about some of the simplest things. And we're like, we already knew. We'll start doing something with a golf swing. If you ever played golf, it's a tough sport. You do something in the golf swing, and you're like, I already knew that. I knew that from like years ago. But you start doing something again. Why? You got to go back to the fundamentals all the time. Fundamentals all the time. Got some of my baseball players down here we talk about it all the time you're up there in the, in the in the box you've been swinging the same not the same you've been growing right but you've been swinging that bat since you guys were this big and we're so why are we still practicing you got to dial it you got to get it you got to get it you got to get it do it again why are you going back to the gym because if you don't look in the mirror And there's things in our overcoming in faith that we're just like, yeah, I know that already. Like, do you really know? Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and say, have I been consistent with this thing in the days even when I didn't feel like it? Years ago, Pastor Ron had said something that I, I've taken as a, as a life principle. He said, about 90% of your life is like the mundane day-to-day. It's not the lights and flash. And about 10% is that like, wow. This is where you have your sermon stories from. I know Jim Gilbert will talk about that too. <laughs> you have that 10% where you have all your amazing sermon illustrations and stories. God did this. About 10%. The rest of the night was getting up, eating, paying bills, reading your Bible, praying. Day after day after day after day faithfully so that when the extraordinary shows up, you're ready for extraordinary. Come on. Too, much of us, too many of us are sitting around waiting for extraordinary. And being absolutely unfaithful and ordinary. So extraordinary actually never even shows up sometimes for you because it's like, you ever wonder why people like live life and then somebody comes into money real quick? And then they come out of money real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you came out of that money real fast. Like, Didn't you just win the lotto like two years ago? Why are you broke? Oh, you came into that a little too quick. There was no foundation and fundamentals there. I said that there's something more than me just having a flash in the pan. Overcomers consistently walk out with the Lord. That was a bonus section. All right, last one. Jesus came to become our great high priest to, take, to make a way for us to have continual access to the Father. Oh, I love this. Verse 16 again. Let us then with confidence. How? with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need this is where jesus is telling us man that my desire for you like we talked about a few weeks ago pastor actor is for you to have continual access not for us to have this like you know you know that guy over there that girl over there they'll be successful but me i don't know This person seems to be real close to God and and have this walk that that, that just looks a lot different than mine does. But not me, I don't have access. Let me go ahead and dispel the lie. No, you have access. Are you using it? You have access, are you using it? Or will you be back at a garage sale with two kettlebells, a bike, a mat, You you remember Stairmasters back in the day? Who was there with the Stairmasters thing? Had the Stairmasters at the house back in the day? Every garage sale. Got Stairmasters, bikes, and treadmills out there. Why? Not because they burned them up. I guarantee you. Because they didn't get used. Don't let the elements of the faith that the Lord has called you to walk in be sitting in a garage sale. I tried that out. It didn't really work for me. Did you really try it out? It's like when we do men's ministry, one of the areas we work on, like we've talked about before, is sexual purity. And um, sometimes, you know, people will kind of hit a wall. You know, I tried that. Did you try it, really? Like, you came to my meeting twice. If you think that's trying, I got another thing for you, bro. If you think you come into two meetings with me, Was it? New. That's like everybody in January. Gains Gainesville Health and Fitness, about to be thick like Disney World in January for about what, what Kai, about two, three weeks, then it starts to trail off, <laughs> yeah, yeah, about two, three weeks, and then it trails off. I experienced it when I went to University of Florida, all the gyms, January 1, gym was in there, but it was like, Whew, where'd y'all come from? We've been here all year, like, now I'm in a line for the machine, now I'm in a line for the weight bench, <laughs> well, I was like, it'll blow over, two, three weeks done yeah i tried it that's a lie of the enemy in our spiritual life oh i tried it a little bit but you know didn't really work you didn't try it because it's consistently walking when jesus says come on let's do this walk hand in hand he's not walking you down here to get a prize and you can sit in then a field of flowers with a bunch of free food and everything's going to be good and you don't have to do anything else he's putting his hand out to say let's walk this entire walk together you remember what he said in the great commission he calls us baptize them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things i've commanded commanded you and i will be with you till the end of the age always we're going to do all this i'm calling you to and i will be with you until the job was the way jim gilbert said it one time way back i'll be with you until the job is done I'm not going and saying, okay, all right, now I'll sit up here with my bat and when I wanna judge you, bop you over here. No, he said, I'll be with you until the job is done. And that's this thing about access that I want us to remember today is the fact that he is with us until the job is done. Not just that one, but in your life. Point to yourself today. In my life. In my life, until the job is done Jesus is walking me through until the job is done in my life. We now have access to the grace of God for mercy and forgiveness to be restored to a right relationship with him. We know that. That's foundational. We now have that. We have that access. But this second one is what I really want to get to. We now have access to the grace of God to help us live in victory over sin. So, whatever your struggle is today, and don't grade yourself. I'll take a minute here. We like to grade sin, especially because we live in a visual, social media overdone generation. We like to grade sin. Don't raise your hand. I just did it a couple of days ago. <laughs> but we all do it. Ooh, they did that. <laughs> right? Oh, she did that? I didn't even know. She looks so normal at church. Wow, that, that guy did that? Like at the office, a brother looked just straight up, you know, regular. Nice car, nice house, pretty wife, and he did that? You realize that any sin is missing the mark and any sin is dishonoring to God. So don't, don't pad your stats, peeps. Don't pad your stats. Don't be out there putting that 39 on your golf score for the front nine and you know good and well it was a 50. <laughs> for all my golfers, that's giving yourself extra points. Oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well here. Be honest that any missing of the mark is sin. And that sin has a potential to separate you from God. He deals with it once and for all, but then he doesn't say, you know what? Now that I dealt with it once for all, why don't you go back to it? Play around. Why don't you go back to that grave where the old man is buried and get it, dig him up? Throw a suit on him, see if he wants to go to the club. What? But that's what we do in reality. We're called to put off the old thing and put on the new thing to part of how we live in victory. But we get so used to what we have already known and what we've already done, we can get into the brain here. Had to bring Dr. Katrina up here to talk about the brain for you guys, that we have these habits that we just kind of go back to this old pathway. It's well beaten in the mind. And so we go back to this old pathway, and all that is is you returning to sin. When the Lord is saying, no, 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 I want you to do what the Scripture says, what, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2? I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is the good and the acceptable and perfect will of God. Why? Because like we just said right here, we can approach the throne of grace with confidence, that we may receive mercy and then find grace to help in time of need. So what I'm imploring, what I'm, what I'm begging you today is when you hit up against those situations, whatever they are for you, and again, don't grade yourself higher than your neighbor. Say, in my life, the things I need to deal with, when I hit up against those walls and those temptations, those challenges that I'm dealing with in my life, I don't say, well, it's, it is what it is. I say, Jesus, help and actually mean help. Because help doesn't mean I drop my hands and you do it all. Help means that I walk with you through this process by the power of the Holy Spirit that he's given us. One of the worst things I can do for my kids. Those of you, throw, throw your hand up if you're a parent today. One of the worst things you and I can do for our kids is to do every single thing for, for them. And never allow them to do something themselves. Uh, yeah. Including Fail. So we just lay all this table out here. Oh, it's just everything for you. It's why we see sometimes generational wealth. This is a word of warning. Generational wealth will sometimes, though it's a blessing, it will be a curse to the generation who first lives in it. Because you forgot to tell them. You know how we got here? I mean, and scripture gives us guidance. Scripture says that when you come into those things, when your son asks you, hey, what does all this mean? Oh, we were back here <laughs> living under this bondage. We were under this curse. We were not quite where we are here, but God came in and gave us His sure word. God came in and gave us his grace. God came in and gave us the power of his Holy Spirit. And therefore, when we walked through and came over to here, it's not by our own hands that we achieved it and received it. It was by the grace of God that he enabled us to be able to get to over here. So then when I stand in victory with my hands up and I'm overcoming, I don't say it was because I did it and I figured it out, white knuckled it and got it done. It's because God. Because Jesus says, listen, man, you're going through it, but I can sympathize with all your weaknesses. I don't excuse them, and I know that you're going to overcome them. Why? Because I've already overcome. Take my hand. I think prophetically some of y'all have had Jesus saying, would you? Right there. Take my hand. You got stuff you're facing, challenges, you got sins you need to get out of, deliverance that needs to happen in your life, and Jesus has been saying, it's right here, walk with me. No, I didn't say perfect yourself till you come, you can't, but I can. So if you'll embrace what I have for you, you'll be an overcomer, and you're going to be victorious in the life, not because you just said a few things in the mirror. But because you walked with me and gave, and I gave you the grace to help in time of need. Come on, stand with me today. It can seem like such a simple thing to say that God, Jesus is is here for us to help us. But I want to remind you again, he can sympathize with every weakness you have. He can identify with every weakness you have. But then he says, now, let's go be victorious. And that's what I want to just set out today. Now, let's go and be victorious. Yeah, yeah, I know it's hard. But God, you know, this debt, it's big. But, God, man, we, we haven't even had a kind word between us at home in, 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 in the last five years. But, God, my son hasn't even spoken to me. God, I haven't even seen my daughter in two years. But, God, that roommate, I mean, that brother, he has no, um, he just is extra. God, that teacher, Lord, have mercy. Ah, oh, my boss. God, I, don't, I need to stop looking at this garbage on my phone, but every time I pick it up, it's so easy to do it. God, I don't want to drink that next drink, but I, as soon as I get around it, I pick up that bottle and it's one more thing. God, I'm trying to speak words of kindness and affirmation, but I'm just so used to It's just easy to just be like, see the negative and just spout off. Cuss him out, cuss her out, say this, say that, Whatever. And you know what he says? I understand. I know. But. But. Greater am I in you than he that is against you. He looks at you today and says, greater am I in you than the one who is against you. So let's go and let's move on. Let's move on together and be victorious overcomers lord i thank you today for this house i thank you for every person in here today lord may this word settle in people's hearts today father i'm declaring every person i'm looking across the room let no person think that their situation is either too big or too small that you're unconcerned you're concerned with all of it because you were tempted in all points as we are yet you're without sin in order that you would come and be our victorious conquering king who we could run alongside with and you said, man, you'll be with us through the whole process to help us, to grow us, to build us, to convict us, to turn us away from those sins and help us to then turn our eyes towards you, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of all of our faith. Just if you've got something today specific in your life that you know you need to deal with or in a relationship, in work, whatever it might be that you, you, you believe, I got I to have the overcoming work of Jesus in that. Throw a hand up. We're going to pray over you today. Good. If you see a hand up around you, if you're comfortable with that, go ahead and lay hands on that person who's nearby you. Just throw a hand on a shoulder or whatever, and we're going to pray over them today. We're going to believe the Lord is our overcoming king. Lord, I speak right now over every person who is battling some area in life, Father. I declare strength to them, Lord, life to them. I declare the peace of God that passes understanding to them. I declare that they will remember in every moment that you can sympathize with our weaknesses, Lord. And then you call us up to be victorious in you. That you fill us with your spirit. That you strengthen us to live out your word, God. That every good and every perfect gift comes from you and we get to receive them into our lives to see your glory manifested as you do your work in us, Lord. So again, I declare and prophesy this blessing over every person, God, that they are not quitting. Their hands are not being dropped. But like your word says, God, you strengthen the feeble knees and you lift up the hands that hang down. And so today, God, those knees that feel weak, I'm declaring you're strengthening today. Those hands that are hanging down, you're lifting them up today, God, so that those hands can be lifted up for battle, but then also lifted up in praise when they see victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give him a praise today for his goodness. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.